Yeah. We're here. Woo! We're playing an 8-bit version of a song because we don't want to get copyrighted. Yeah. Welcome to WrestleBoys. WrestleBoys. We are, well, I guess this is a pilot episode. I'm going to continue yeah, to have ACTC play in the background in 8-bit. Thunder. Anyway, <laughs> so here's the thing. We used to run a podcast called The Sea Show. I'm Allie, by the way. He's Mega Fighter. Uh, Hello. We might use our shoot names later. I don't know how popular this shit's going to get. Yeah. Anyways, I hit record, right? Yeah, I did. <laughs> we used right. to run The Sea Show. And the problem was, wrestling sucked. <laughs> Wrestling sucks. Keeping up with wrestling sucks. Keeping up with wrestling sucks. There's fucking pay-per-views and other shit and fucking... There's like two pay-per-views a month on WB alone. Probably even three. Two, perhaps three with Sony NXT. Shows. And then the fucking Saudi shows. And also there's like... Just, oh my god. <laughs> so much television. There's at least two different NXTs. Yeah. And like, well, AEW's good. We can't just do shows with AEW and just go, oh, yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also uh, another problem we had with, like, WWE and reviewing it was sort of like we were just kind of stuck in this situation where we just spent two to three hours speculating on shit. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Okay, the fucking, uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah let's, let's, let's cut this before it gets, like, overpowering. Yeah. <laughs> It's actually not that loud for me. I have it like at fifty percent volume. Okay, so that won't so that won't ruin the that won't ruin the the recording. Cool. No, it's just it's just like light background music. I also, I don't. Down. Also, I don't feel like switching right now. Anyway, <laughs> one of the problems we had with WWE was sort of this problem of like we always had to like speculate how bad it was going to get, and if we had like certain people on the show. It could take two to three hours, Rockhead, <laughs> of them, of us just like down on the dumps and miserable. <laughs> it didn't help that that the like mid to late 2010s was a pretty bad time for WWE. Yeah, it was a lot of good workers, but just not good booking to back it up. And now there's a pandemic, and it just it keeps getting weirder. So, weirder. we're making a different show, Wrestle Boys. Wrestle Boys, where we talk about retro wrestling. Retro wrestling. Retro pretty much being any year that isn't current year. Uh, we are going to be reviewing wrestling one week at a time. And figuring out our observations and things that drive us insane about it. Starting with our initial year. 2002. 2002. I kind of wish that. I kind of wish that we watched the episode and then did the show because I forgot most of it, but I have notes. That's why we took down notes. Yeah, we made fucking notes. <laughs> notes, boy. All of mine don't help. <laughs> Fuck it. All right. So when we started this, we did have a bit of debate whether or not we should start with, like, Raw, then SmackDown. 
But uh, Ali wanted to go right into 2002 and like the earliest uh, didn't one you? of SmackDown. I was going to say, didn't you want to do like the December 31st Raw? Yeah, the December 31st, 2001 Raw, which was basically just a top 10 It was a fucking, like, it was like a, a beta for like the top 10 oh my god moments or whatever they put on their YouTube well, channels it was now. Like the top 10, it was like the top 10 like best matches of 2001. So it was like, I think it might have just been replaying the matches with like, like fucking like interstitial like, you know, segments with Jerry Lawler and Michael Cole kind of talking about like, you know, leading into the matches and shit. So instead, we kind of we kind of debated back and forth, and we decided, you know what, fuck it, we'll start with the first show of 2002, SmackDown. I believe it was, was it like January 3rd? January 3rd from the uh, MCAA Center in Washington, I believe in DC, right? Yeah, it was DC. Yeah, it was DC. You can you can still feel the light of hope in Michael Cole's voice. <laughs> and, you, and it is and it is frosted tips. And his fucking blonde ass frosted tips. Oh my god! He, and also, he was like super fucking excited when the show started. Oh yeah, he his pants were on way too tight. He was he he, he like I don't know what they put in his. It's like holy shit, Michael Cole! Chill the fuck out. Calm down, dude. And then uh, they started off with instead of the typical raw op- or raw or SmackDown opening segment of. A guy will come out and then talk in a microphone, and then like two or three people will slowly come out one at a time to talk into a microphone. <laughs> we just started with a fucking tag team match. We started off with the match for the uh, for the tag titles. It was the Dudley Boys with the Duchess of Dudleyville, Stacy Keebler, Blech. versus Spike Dudley and Taz. Yeah, we found out that Taz did actually have a short wrestling career in WWE. Before they switched him to commentary, which sort of fucked my plans up a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah, but don't worry, we will eventually get to those plans. Um, I think he started like, didn't he start like in somewhere in 1999? Um, and he had a he, very brief. Run. I thought he came over like uh, a little bit before the invasion. Might have been. I do remember actually, yeah, because um, one thing about this was... match I noticed was Taz didn't take up a single bump. Which is probably yeah, because of his tell. fucked up neck. <laughs> yeah, you could tell he was definitely in the wind down because he had to protect his neck. Spike Dudley hard. took all the bumps. Just like they were fucking power bombing his ass and throwing him and all that shit. Which works. <laughs> so, no, this, tag, Dudley. this tag team match was just like beat up, speed up Spike. <laughs> yeah, Spike. I remember. I know this is kind of his. This was kind of his gimmick at the time, but I always. I look at whenever like Bubba Ray Dudley does like that stare out into the crowd because he's got the crazy eyes. The thousand yard on. stare of putting a guy through a table. But I look at it and I think he looks like he just shit his pants. <laughs> that is that is the look of a man who has just shit himself. Was this the? Uh, there there were two. Actually, there were actually two Dudley Boy matches this week. And yeah. the thing is, I remember a spot where they were fighting over who goes through a table. No, no, that's that's the raw. Episode. Yeah, that's why talk I talk about that because that is that is a point of discussion. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that coming up. I do remember the one spot of Stacy Keebler distracting like Spike Dudley by pretty much ripping off. Wait, it was Taz. She distracted yeah. Taz 
by just tearing off her skirt and shaking her butt, and we had to deal with Jerry Lawler. Yes. Good lord, Jerry I Lawler. If, I, I don't know if that was this match or the Raw match, but I do remember, and I still have on my notes, the question marked Miss Do Not Disturb of 2001, which is what Jerry Lawler calls Keebler, and I genuinely don't know what the hell he's talking about. Is it, is it like a thing where like you you put up the do not disturb sign because things are happening in the hotel room? I don't. Oh my god, maybe. Like it's implying that she'd get in a lot of the fuck. She gets I into mean, the fuck town. I mean, yeah, it's Stacy Keebler. One of my notes is Stacy did lose her panties, so that's sort of, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I forgot about that part of the match. I mainly because I was focusing on wrestling. But overall, a good match. Like it was real. Match. Another thing is, it was so short. Like it was short. This was a tag team title match, and it was at least it was like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, that is that is a general problem with WWE in a lot of eras where they'll have good matches that could have gone a little longer. Like you don't need like a thirty-minute classic. No, you don't have to open with like a thirty-minute match. But you think they'd go for like a ten-minute, a ten-minute, ten or an eight or a ten? Yeah. I know Taz can't take any bumps, but, like, come on. <laughs> you know, just throw some worked punches at him. Do more Spike Dudley abuse if you have to fill out time. <laughs> Eight minutes of Spike Dudley abuse. Yeah. <laughs> My last note on this match is uh, Michael Cole doesn't know what a Bubba Bomb is. Where I think he actually shouts as, like, as, like, Bubba's about to drop the Bubba Bomb. He's like, what is that? What is this? It's like... It's oh, yeah, he just Bubba fucking powerbombed him. And then Michael Cole was like, what was that? And it's like, it's a Bubba Bomb. <laughs> and it's like, some sort of variant of the powerbomb. It's like, it's called the Bubba Bomb. He does, he does it all the time. It's got his name on it. You should know this. Michael Cole, you work at the company. Anyway... Opening tech, like opening tag team match, goes into a commercial break, and we are presented with the slam of the week, brought to you by Final Fantasy X. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is part of the the massive list of what I call the two thousands alert. This is going to be especially for whenever we come to a year in like the year two thousand. Just the things that are so dated that so date this episode, like Final Fantasy X. Fin- like as someone who's recently played through like two thirds of Final Fantasy X, I got stuck at the Seymour, Seymour fight and I didn't want to grind. It was a better game than like some people thought, but at the same time, it was really stiff and awkward. They had um, they had this software thing where they couldn't change the voice flaps, so a lot of the voice actors just sort of like tried to match those flaps, and it just made everyone really stiff and awkward sounding. Ah, so that so that explains in part the uh, the infamous laugh scene. Yeah, because the voice acting cast was actually pretty, pretty legit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the, the Vin- funny thing about Final, go ahead. Anyway, droning synth Vince McMahon shows up wearing a weird navy blue suit. Oh, hold on, you almost forgot about the jazz interview, which we don't have a oh. lot to say about. Oh, excuse Just me. Jazz was like really stiff on the mic. Yeah, Jazz was a little like, awkward. She didn't want to be there. I kind of felt like she wanted yeah, to beat up Molly. She wanted to beat up Mighty be, Molly or Molly Holly. Yeah. I don't remember. She wants to win the women's title. She wants to beat up Mighty Molly. Calls her a slut. Uh, says she's not like most girls. And not like most. The interv- that's pretty much the interview. But it was just sort of like, oh, yeah, that was a segment. 
I just, I think my, like, in the back of my mind, is like, man, get Jazz a manager fast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, now we get to the Mr. McMahon promo. In a blue suit. That that nice blue. It wasn't a perfectly matching blue suit, but he. Oh, was I think it was like, like a. a I think suit. it was like a blue suit, and black pants, and that was the, the thing that was pants. bugging me. And I think you mentioned the belt was like up to his. Chest. Oh, his belt was like up to his waist. Just the most old man pants you could fucking imagine. But I gotta say, he does look good in a dark blue, and I'm surprised he didn't wear it as much. So I, I think this the is the way. era where Ric Flair was the 50% owner of WWE. Yeah. And sort of the impromptu SmackDown GM, kind of. It was basically they co-owned it and then they did the brand split because of the co-ownership. Yeah. Even though the brand split actually hasn't happened yet. Yeah, we're not there yet, but you we're can, this there. is planting the seeds. This is planting the seeds of like, oh, these are we two different it. wrestling companies. So he that, just shits on Ric Flair and him being the 50% owner. Yeah. And the crowd <laughs> starts doing what chants? <laughs> this is where it's like, oh yeah, this is where it's starting now, to get annoying. instead of modern day WWE... Like modern day WWE, where like they either try to ignore the what chance or talk over the what chance, Vince addresses them very quickly. <laughs> He's like, Stop fucking going what at me. I am so, trying to talk here because he wants to talk about Rudy Giuliani, who is while he at the cur- while current day is a drug addled ghoul back in the day, apparently was an okay person. <laughs> He was, this he was, was uh, this was, was um just after 9/11 and people yeah, were he like was awarded a uh, Time Magazine Man of the Year for 2001, which Vince <laughs> photoshopped himself onto, of course. Poorly photoshopped himself onto, which was hilarious. Yes, <laughs> I've also got a uh, Rudy Giuliani Time Magazine Person of the Year for the 2000s alert. Uh, Apparently, I put a note that just says 9/11. Woo. <laughs> 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 Pretty much. So but, Vince quickly gets sick of people chanting one at him. So what does he do? He says, "This is my show, goddammit," and starts cutting the lights on the crowd. <laughs> this was amazing to see. Like, like first he cuts out like the the crowd lighting, and then I just sort of made a joke about, "Oh, it's now it's modern WWE lighting," because ah. they, they make everyone just red or blue, but like really yeah. dim. At least pre dim, pre pre COVID, dim, dim Sinkara esque lighting, yes. But it's, but it's they keep they keep going, so Vince shuts out all the lights, just all the crowd lights, he, the stage lights, the ring lights. He is in pitch fucking darkness, and Stone Cold does a Sabu spot and just shows up behind him. Yeah, Stone Cold has the power to travel through shadows. <laughs> I control light and darkness. <laughs> well, his his theme plays, and then it's like, no, 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 don't play that music. And then the he's like, all right, he's like, turn the lights back on, turn the lights back. Oh on. yeah, Stone Cold's theme plays in complete darkness, and Vince is like, fuck, fuck, turn the lights on, on. Guys in the back, turn them on. <laughs> and then they turn the lights on, and Austin's right behind him. It's like I didn't. I thought there was going to be a fight, but no, it was more like a stare down. Yeah, and then he and then, cuts a promo. And then Stone Cold cuts a promo and pretty much just says what a bunch of times to piss off McMahon even more. 
you know, they do the New Year's resolution promo, which I think is almost like a staple of the first, like, episode of the New Year. Like, they got to, right? Yeah. All, you know, all Lang sign and fucking all that shit. No Big Show dressed as a baby yet. No Big Show dressed as a baby yet. God help us if we had to cover so, that year again. Vince needs backup pretty much because he's pretty sure that Stone Cold's about to kick his ass. So he calls out his enforcers, Booker T and Boss Man. Not Big yeah. Boss Man, Boss Man. We were calling him Big Boss Man, but then we like there's gonna be a match later and they just they just have him as Boss Man and we were so confused. It's like <laughs> Did he lose did his he, big? Did he, did he lose his rights to big? <laughs> I'm not big anymore. <laughs> Did he shrink? I shrank a foot. <laughs> I... It's just weird that Booker T is like part of Vince Working McMahon's Vince, group. Yeah. <laughs> that is so odd to me. You'd think he'd be pro Ric Flair. You'd think, like, this is probably something that came about from the invasion. Yeah, and there then... was a lot of twists and turns in the invasion, but you think Booker T would be either a face or a tweener and aligned against Vince McMahon, right? You think? Because that makes sense to me. <laughs> that it, it is so odd to me that, like, the die-in-the-wool never worked in the company before now WCW guys would want to work with Vince McMahon. That just... Like, I can get Boss Man because he was a... You know, he was in both companies, but he originally worked for Vince. Yeah. And that makes sense, but, like, Booker T, I don't get... <laughs> Booker was very weird, but this leads into um, a beatdown segment with, I don't know who first clocks Austin in the head with it, but they brought up the um, metal microphone. Yeah, Michael Cole keeps calling it a metal microphone, despite the fact it's clearly plastic. And pretty much what happens is Boss Man, like, holds Stone Cold over a rope and starts hitting him with the microphone. With these absolutely weak-ass, like, with shots. His... Yeah, Boss Man was... I love Boss Man. I love Big Boss Man. He was in a bad way. <laughs> he was beat to shit by the late '90s. Like I think, at, like he had just picked up a lot of injuries during his time in wrestling. Just in everything general. he did just looked like a guy barely able to keep up, and it made me sad. <laughs> he really shouldn't. Like when they brought him back in like '99, they really should have had him in like a backstage position more than in ring. Because I feel like he didn't really contribute much. Yeah, but Good still, he, he he immediately busted open Stone Cold. With a metal microphone. A metal microphone. I've got here on my notes, Boss Man looks like Sergeant Slaughter from behind. And then, Noted. after this <laughs> after this long segment, we also get a recap of the segment. Oh yeah, when they come back from commercial, they just played the segment again, pretty much, like, almost half of it. Yeah. And I, I know, I like, like the, oh, in case you were just tuning in kind of thing, but... Yeah. I would at least had another segment before that. Yeah. Like, pepper in the recap, if you will. Like, if you're trying to if you're trying to entice people to watch your show, or if they're just tuning in, give them something they want to see, not just, hey, here's what you missed. So... Next up, we have a women's match back in the era where women didn't get much time to wrestle. To be fair, a lot of them weren't that great. <laughs> but so one of the better wrestlers was Molly Holly slash Mighty Molly. Currently in her uh, Mighty Molly gimmick. Yep, yes. Working 
when she was a sidekick to the Hurricane. Which Facing off against Jazz, who, if I recall, had just weird stock music as her entrance. Uh, it's that I, I put down a note. Jazz's theme is, of course, Jazz. It, it was just generic. I remember Jazz's later theme, and I fucking thought it was awesome. With, like, the yeah. saxophone and the guitars. Yeah, that was... I don't know. I like that way more. <laughs> Michael Cole brings up that Austin is going to a local medical facility. The classic WWE terminology, because they don't want to say hospital. Local medical facility. Oh, yeah, I forgot. They can't say certain words like hospital or belt. They have to say, yeah. like, championship and medical facility. And I think, like, isn't trash can one of them? Yeah. I wonder if they can't say medical facility because if they say hospital, they'll get like actual hospitals flooded with um, fans, like fans calling to check on Austin. Because what I assume is they just had like one of their medical team just take Stone Cold in the back and just stitch his head. Yeah. You think they just say that the medic, like the medics, are taking care of them. the medics are pretty much a part of the show as or as just like you know WWE so. doctors are performing triage on Stone Cold tonight, but. You'd that might that, that way, might slightly spoil that he's coming back, but I I yeah. believe it more than just a local medical facility. <laughs> so this match is weird. That's just weird. They they put was... a, they get in a rest hold like one minute in. <laughs> that's just that's like man, you guys like did not have like everything planned out immediately if you're going to the rest hold. Anyway, Jazz. Starts suplexing fucking Mighty Molly, and she's got some good, good ass suplexes. She's got like fucking exploders and belly to bellies and shit. Oh yeah, like, and then like, Jerry Lawler says that like because Jazz antagonized Lily Garcia, that Lily Garcia had it coming. <laughs> I know. There's this weird sense of like Jerry Lawler doesn't like Lily Garcia for some. Reason. I don't know why. It it makes me think he at some point flirted with her and she just shut his shit down and he's kind of like seething about that <laughs> most likely that is that has got to be it like or Lillian Garcia like got sideways with Stacy something like that um do you like, remember who won <laughs> do you... uh Jazz did I didn't put down a victor okay Jazz did win like jazz because they were they were debut. I don't know if this was her debut, but they were definitely selling jazz. Yeah, they were trying to get her in. Here. They were trying to put her in the title picture, if I remember. Uh, I do have the note because I want to talk about this. This always bothers me slightly, and I don't know if I'm just weird about this. The You're... rest started counting before the leg hook. I don't know if it's me. Like maybe you don't need a leg hook to signify a pin. Um, the shoulders have to be down. You don't have to hook the, the leg. I don't know why. It's just when somebody hooks a leg, it's like, okay, yeah, they're definitely in a pinning position. Start counting. It's like, so when a ref counts before the leg hook, I'm bothered. <laughs> it bothers me. I guess, I don't know. It's always weird. Like, one of the weird spots in wrestling I always had problems with is when Ric Flair puts you in a figure four leg lock, if both your shoulders are down, the ref will start counting you as a pin. Even though Ric Flair is not on top of you, he's just playing footsie with you at the moment. Right. And it just, that was just weird, and I don't know what qualifies as a pin. Because <laughs> you like, think both why, shoulders are down, usually... but that happens a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's why I usually go with the leg hook as well, because it's like, otherwise, what's holding them down besides just their shoulders being on the mat? And body weight, but whatever. And body weight. 
Anyway, this match was like three minutes, which I the feel like they shit. could use some more fucking time, especially if there was a fucking headlock in it. <laughs> a headlock in the first minute. Which is so strange to me. Anyway, we cut to the back where Stephanie McMahon is trying to get in. Which is really weird because there wasn't a line. There was no one else there. It was just her. There was just her, a like velvet rope, and this, I don't know, like OVW guy with like a ponytail and some earrings. Yeah, (laughs) a single earring, I think. Oh God! Was it on what? What year is it again? Right like ear. The right ear. I, oh I, my! <laughs> was it on his right ear? Were I don't. They, were they hinting at that? I don't we'll know. Talk about that when we get to the later segment. But yeah, I think she friends to fire him. She at threatens one point. to fire him, and he st- doesn't give a shit. Pretty much. <laughs> I I put down Stephanie Man friends to fire local <laughs> arena security. <laughs> You're fired, local arena security. <laughs> because that's the thing. Like in kayfabe, we're supposed to accept that this. OVW guy is like an MCI center security personnel. So probably not somebody who's on the WWF payroll. That would have been really clever. She, she was like, I'll fire you. And it's just like, uh, actually, I'm contracted by the arena. You can't do shit, lady. <laughs> right. She eventually uh, storms off with all her threats of firing Mike, the uh, arena guy, as we learn his name later. Then we cut to... to... I think it was Christian, Test, and Lance Storm just yeah, hanging out. In hanging a real, out. Even though I kind of think that's a really weird combination. But they're in all, comes Chris Jericho, holding, bringing gifts. He's also, got gifts for his Canadian friends. Also, he calls everybody really hot. <laughs> everyone really hot. I think like the lead-in was Test talking about how he went balls deep in a Swedish girl. Oh my god. <laughs> Like, he's talking about this girl who he doesn't know the name of, and he's like, oh, she was really hot, she was Swedish, and it's like, it's implied that they totally did the fuck. They they, they went to fuck town? <laughs> but that was hilarious. I, I think, oh yeah, Lance Storm pointing out that he isn't Jewish when, um, when Jericho goes like, happy Hanukkah, buddy, he's like, I'm not, I'm not Jewish. Yes. Anyway, he gives everyone gifts, and it, I think the segment just ends there. Because it the cuts to it ends. cuts to the Undertaker getting an interview, and yeah. Undertaker looks fucking weird. Undertaker looks weird. I think he yeah. had like sh- I think this is when he had short red hair, and he looked like he was fresh from a fucking dive bar, and he was wearing yeah. like denim and leather. Because this was his accent. Like oh, I know Undertaker's from Texas, but what the fuck is that accent he was doing? <laughs> Just sounds like he works customer service or something. I don't know. Right. It doesn't have any of the intimidation. Biker, t- like music. biker taker, like silent biker taker. I could imagine is somewhat intimidating because it's this big burly dude with like sunglasses and he's going to fuck you up. But it's just casual talking Undertaker, <laughs> who is speaking a weird accent and is usually rambling on about some nonsense about snakes and bikes and how he's Dead Man Inc. Dead man Inc. And we're gonna shove his boots up your ass or whatever. I'm gonna put my boots into your butthole. It's it's gonna it's it's like that. Anyway, it's just Taker talking shit about the big show, if I recall. Yes, about the big show. I, oh yeah, Taker's the hardcore champion, which is such an oddity to me. Oh yeah, he was. <laughs> because he was. like when I think of hardcore wrestling, 
And I mean this, no disrespect to hardcore wrestlers. They work their asses off. They do shit I would never even think of doing. For even pussies. If I did. We're total wimps. <laughs> but it's like, for me, hardcore wrestling is something you do when you don't have, like, a definable skill set or you're not and, super over. Like, I would say it's a brawler's championship, but Undertaker's a brawler, but he's not a hardcore brawler. He's not a hardcore weapons guy brawler. He's he, a striker. They yeah. sell him as the best strike, pure striker in the business. And also, he's a dude who's super fucking over enough that he could be just going for the world title right now. And I just don't know what they're doing with this hard... Like, I think they're trying to bring prestige to the hardcore title, but knowing that they can the hardcore title pretty soon after this... <laughs> like, this was, this was before it became an absolute joke. Before it became, like, the 24-7 rules <laughs> got added to it. But yeah, this is Undertaker... Yells at Jonathan Coachman for like two minutes and talks about how he's gonna kick Big Show's ass. Anyway, we cut back to a hallway and Test just finds Tori Wilson in like a weird red netted T-shirt. Yeah, that weird kind of meshy. I don't think it was red; it was like black, but it was sort oh, of like yeah, a weird netted mesh thing that I was like, "What is this shirt?" So Test takes Jericho's gift and gives it to Tori Wilson, and she opens back of shit, and she opens it. And it's a fucking Chris Jericho shirt. Hell yeah, dude. Jericho got you a shirt, Tess. Yeah, and that's Tor awesome. Tori Wilson did the like the avocado meme where it's like, thanks. And then thanks. Tess immediately switches to like, we could fuck now, right? And Tori Wilson's like, no, I'm dating Tajiri. And then Tess is like, I'm going to fuck up Tajiri and then we're going to go have sex. I, I have here a quote from Tess. Once you go test, you forget about the rest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, this, it's this that got him the nod to win the Mr. Immunity gimmick. Oh, yes. Where, he could just sexually harass people because he's immune to being fired. He's immune to being fired for like a year. And I feel like they don't go far enough. I feel like Tess should be doing like just insane shit. <laughs> Tess should be just holding people hostage. <laughs> Ted should be holding people hostage, stealing belts, just assaulting anyone he can find because it's funny and he can't get fired. You think you fuck me? I can't get fired, bitch. Boom. Boom. He kicks a cameraman. I can commit assault whenever I want. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I just have a note that just says shoes. Can you help me? <laughs> Uh, that was, um, from the 2000s alert, Lugs. Oh, yeah, Lugs. Lugs shoes. Lugs, Lugs shoes. <laughs> Probably long out of business, like most shoe brands that aren't Nike. Shit, what was that one in... F oh, yeah, Foot... I'm foot sorry. Locker? I'm having a stroke. <laughs> I, uh, I think you're thinking, like, Foot Locker and Payless are, like, stores. They aren't yeah, like I was thinking of Skechers, but I Skechers. mixed up Foot Locker and Skechers. I'm trying to think of other brands that made it out of the nine out of the two thousands, and, yeah. and I'm wondering is Skechers still a thing? I loved I Skechers like when I was a kid. Is. It was always the fucking prize whenever you played like Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> you know, like you, your your consolation prize was get some fucking shoes. <laughs> okay, yeah, they're still they're still around. Skechers. Oh yeah, the fucking like commercial with the weird aeration shoes. Stinky Just feet. Just blew it. Just blew it. Uh, March 2019, Sketches launched a print and digital comparative advertising campaign titled Just Blew It to highlight 
the Zion Williamson failed shoe incident with rival Nike. Oh, Zion Williamson, but yeah. Zion Williamson, excuse me. He He's a big basketball boy. He's, he's, I do, he's good. I, I do actually feel bad about getting that wrong. He's very, he's very good at basketball. Anyway... <laughs> That's a stupidly obvious way to way to pronounce that. How did I get that wrong? <laughs> Zion Williamson. It's like the fucking I'm like the fucking Key and Peele substitute teacher here. Uh, Le- fucking Lebronio John Jemes. A Ron. Uh, shit, I'm trying to think of like other really standard names. For like basketball players, just like, oh yeah, Magic Johnson, <laughs> Mikhail Jordan. Oh, shit. Jordan. I'll be right back. All right, back to recording. Okay, I can pause Go recordings. On. Yay! <laughs> yeah, makes it makes it so much easier. Where were uh, we? Shoes, basketball. Uh, we were we were on shoes. But now we're on, uh, I've got on the notes, WF Hardcore title match, The Undertaker versus The Big Show. Yeah, just putting fucking title matches on free TV. Um, I mean, it's a hardcore title. I feel like that's fair. Was that how they handled, like, the fucking, like, night... Is that how they handled the shows where just, like, the like the C and B titles were just always up for contention on, like, Raw and SmackDown? It feels like it. And then the World it. Heavyweight Championship is just pay-per-view shit, but, like... Every other title's on the line. <laughs> I think it's more like you're more likely to see like a C and B title change hands on television, but your but like pay per view is where like the major title changes hands. Anyway, but I don't know. Maybe that's a anyway maybe that's a rule that's more hardcore for you. Now. Anyway, well, it's the big show, and he's looking great. Like he's looking pretty good. Like he, I think this is the best he's looked. Like he's fucking. He's fit. His, I forgot how sexy his singlet, like the level of sexiness uh, he, he of his was, singlet. He was, two, he was a two-strap singlet. So. Okay, so he wasn't feeling too sexy. but He wasn't feeling too sexy. You I know, he was he fit. He down. didn't have too big of a gut. He got into the ring. He ran the fucking ropes like a champ. He ran the fucking ropes. He he was in like, you know, there's only so much of a good shape you can be in post-acromegaly, but. I don't know, man. But, he looked fucking great. He looked. He. he looked, I think this is his best like look in years. I think uh, he had like weird. short hair and a goatee. Yeah, short hair and a goatee. Better than how he looks now with the fucking clean shaven. Oh yeah, he shaved his face and it looks. He's like a giant baby and it's weird. It's really, really weird, and I hate it. Anyway, Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Oh my god, there's gonna, like, there is so did much Taker of a his, Taker that Did Taker have his bike? Uh, yes. He didn't, he didn't run over the big show with it. No. <laughs> Which is a disappointment. Anyway, then. we cut to the announce table with Michael Cole and his shitty, shitty hair. <laughs> his frosted tips. <laughs> Holy shit, he's like, he's got these... Oh yeah! Like, now I remember. He he like pulled his bike up to the top of the ramp, and then Big Show just flagged him down, and like ran up the ramp after him. Yeah, and I was I think there was a part of me that really wanted him to try and run him over with it. <laughs> God, it's a hardcore match. <laughs> it's a weapon. Anyway, Big Show flags down Taker's bike. They kind of brawl for a bit, then go to the ring and. 
they just start throwing trash cans into the ring. And this was the era of, like, chair shots to the fucking head. But, like, I feel like trash can shots to the head are much safer because it's all because just this, like, flimsy aluminum trash cans. And they, yeah, make, a, they, they make a great noise. <laughs> they make a great noise. They fold in. Like, they fold like in, and I don't think you're going to get a horrible concussion. Yeah. And they pull out, like, a fucking stop sign and some other shit. And the match and the match continued in spite of that. God, I do I feel like the guy who writes my notes, which is me by the way, is a completely different person than me cuz I just wrote here Taker is just a big old ginger snap and I don't know why I wrote that. I think I, I, think I also have a note here that says Undertaker's hair makes him look like a big shitty ginger. <laughs> I know because... he's naturally ginger, but like Here's the thing. Undertaker's naturally pale. That's his skin tone. So, And in, when he darkens his hair, it, he looks like a big dead man. Like, legit. But, but when he's... When, red hair. But with that bright red short hair, he just looked like a giant Chucky doll. And I don't know... <laughs> like, it just looks so fucking... It's just... It makes it so obvious he's just a big ginger. Like, I think I can see now why no one really liked the American Badass era of Undertaker, because well, there is a it, lot. It was partially that, and also he gains, he, like, visibly gains weight throughout the Biker Taker run. Yes. there's a, But it's not just that. It's also, like, the look and, like, a lot of the visuals aren't working with him. Like, the Limp Biscuit is an absolute horrible choice for, like, entrance music. When they switch over, it fits better. Yeah. Yeah, like the, uh, the You're Gonna Pay song is a yeah, lot I th- more. I like... think that's after Limp Bizkit, right? Yeah. Because I think Roland was like a 2000 song or a 1999 oh, yeah. single. Oh, yeah. But like with Limp Bizkit, it's like you can't imagine Mark Calloway jamming out <laughs> to Fred Durst. No, it just doesn't and... match the biker aesthetic. Yeah. And the bright red hair makes him look like out of place even with the biker gimmick. Like he could have kept the dark hair and still been a biker and people would have bought it. Anyway, choke slam and then Undertaker hits a low blow and does this reverse sleeper thing for the finish and like he chokes out Big Show. He calls it the Taker Care of Business. <laughs> Yes, I have a lot of notes from in the middle of this match. One of them is, <laughs> quote, Undertaker. You you, you, you cut out there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It was it basically Undertaker starts screaming during like a submission hold. And it's the fucking weirdest scream I have ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm not saying that. He can't act, but it feels like besides stoic, he doesn't. He's so awkward. <laughs> so awkward. I do have that Big Show was feeling real sexy at one point. So he oh yeah, he did. He pulls down. He pulls down his straps, and he's feeling he sexy. Pulls down his so he does start feeling. Big real Show. Sexy. Big Show, get the titties out. That was probably around the time he did a choke slam. He uh he tried he t posed, but could not uh, assert dominance. <laughs> he was trying for the. He was trying for uh. Fuck, what's it called? The last ride. Also, was it time to stop? Uh there were several there were several uses of the stop sign, but the match continued. Yes. For some reason. 
But yes, uh, fucking take her care of business. So yeah, he hits the take her care of business, which is the most... Every day. <laughs> working overtime, workout. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's Undertaker does the take her care of business. Kane with the voice box does every day. <laughs> That's how I have it in my head. So we we cut back. The match was a little simple, but I liked it. It was just a bunch of punching and hitting each other. <laughs> Although Undertaker screaming, I think he even screamed during the Taker Care of Business or afterwards. It's just he's his scream is so weird. And also, he still has the uh, Sarah tattoo on his neck. Sarah, done, that still hasn't. That, that dumb bitch. Goddamn. Anyway, uh, we cut back and. Jerry Lawler's currently pretending he's invisible. I don't remember why. Um, he he just uh, like I'm invisible. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember him shouting that. They were they were pretending he was invisible and he was like off screen because they were trying to plug something, but I don't remember what it was. Was it Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Oh yeah, it was that. It was an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where like Buffy's invisible. And we marked out because there was a sign behind their head that said Dan Hibiki 316. Oh yeah, Dan Hibiki 316. <laughs> that was my that's my sign of the week, which I will talk about later when we get to the awards. Yeah, we have oh, awards. Lord. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> We're just doing recap right now. <laughs> okay, I, I yeah, so that was also on the 2000s alert, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, and, uh, after pretending they're invisible, they cut to the back where Steph is still trying to get in. This time, she has Devon's uncle riding in on, like, a little motor chair. Yeah, Mr. James Dudley. I think she says the dude has been in his, in, like, the, he's been invited to, like, the McMahon family. Like, he's a close friend of Vince or whatever, or Vince's dad. And he just, he lets, he lets him in, but still won't let Stephanie in. So, Stephanie decides... In 2000s WWE fashion, even though they were still F at the moment, yes. that the best plan is to fuck him, <laughs> casting couch her way into the arena. So she starts like flirting and like rubbing herself and is like, ooh, my boobies. And then the fucking security's like, sorry. I'm gay. And then Basically, Chuck. Because like Billy and Chuck show up. Oh yeah, Billy and Chuck show up. And he's like, and he's sorry, folks, I'm it. a big old gay. He's so enthused about Billy and Chuck showing up. Yeah. I don't think they even do anything on this show. They're just there. No, I think they had a tag team match later. Was that? Oh, was that the SmackDown? I thought it was the Raw afterwards. Okay. They, they, they matched. They did a lot of the same matches on Raw and SmackDown because I think yeah. SmackDown was on UPN. Yeah. And a lot of states, including mine, didn't get UPN. So all you watched was Raw. <laughs> I have a weird yeah, the, thing the, where, like, starting from 2002, Raw was the only show I fucking had until they went to the CW. <laughs> huh. Yeah. I love that. I know. But yeah, so so the so we got some ha-ha 2000s homophobia. Aw, oh, yeah, gay jokes. Woo! Woo anyway, so Steph can't get in. Show. Billy and Chuck come in, and he's like, oh, they should be on a fucking calendar. They're so hot. <laughs> Right, it's it's so it's so there. I'm like, oh my god. Anyway, uh, tag team match sponsored by Black Hawk Down and Stacker Two Energy. 
<laughs> Stagger 2 is still a thing, right? Um, I think it still is. I don't know it what it... Not huge. Did it get your dick oh, yeah. hard? I don't remember. <laughs> it's a, I think it's an energy drink. Oh. I, I was like, oh yeah, I, I remembered when I started working at Dollar Tree, they had Stagger 2. <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> gets your dick card. Anyway, <laughs> it was Kurt Angle and Chris Jericho versus Edge and Rob Van Dam, which is a really interesting match for this part of SmackDown because I believe it was around the hour mark. Yeah, like this so was this was with our top of the hour. Yeah, so this is top of the hour. Our undisputed champion Chris Jericho is working in a tag match. Yeah, even though like all four of these guys are, when your weak links RVD. <laughs> I would say Edge was the weak link because oh yeah, this it was, was rookie Edge. This was breaking into the singles Edge. Yeah, but they were even then. All he's four a of them were. Guy. All four of them were very good. All I have for notes is very good. <laughs> very good. I have a couple of just fun joke notes. Um, yeah, and my Durango number, yeah. <laughs> Making fun oh, of yes. the Rob, Rob. Never gonna Bobby stop me, entrance. Also, referee Tim White. Referee Tim White? Oh, yeah. Always good to see referee Tim White. Uh, we have... I don't know why this... Oh, yeah, Edge is not invited to Chris Jericho's Canadian October Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, it's not... I think it was because he wasn't hanging out with the other Canadians. Oh, yeah, he was just not in that thing. I think Edge and Christian broke up. Yeah, Edge and Christian, Edge, Christian turned up. heel. And Edge was by himself, so Edge just sort of floated in the mid-card for a while. <laughs> and I have... he, he doesn't want to be part of Jericho's Canadian Friends stable. Yeah. I have... Don't talk about Zack Ryder like that, Jerry Lawler, because I think... Like, I think you brought up the fact that Edge's fans call themselves the Edgeheads. Yeah. They, they... And so it's like, oh, hey, that was also a tag team. Yes. <laughs> So, uh, eventually it breaks down after a good amount of good wrestling, and just everyone starts hitting their finishers in the middle of the ring, like fucking spears and educators and fucking all that shit, angle slams. Five-star frog splashes. Five-star frog splashes. Eventually, Jericho just kind of flops on edge and gets the three count. It yeah. Was, it was good. It was it was pretty good. This was back when um, Paul Heyman was booking, I believe. Yeah, I think this was. Yeah, he was definitely backstage at this point. I don't think he's. I don't think he's like a personality yet because we didn't now. see we didn't see any Brock. I recall we didn't that. see any Brock. Yeah, does he not come back until Brock? I think he comes he back have... to manage Brock, but I think huh. he's backstage. I have here on the notes beyond just RVD is a fucking wizard because he just kind of jumped out of nowhere off camera. Oh yeah. I also have something like replay double exposure. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they fucked up the replays. Um, yeah. Instead of, like, showing a clip show, they accidentally put the replay over the re live time footage of the match. Ah. Oh. That's and why I, I put that down. And I pointed out that the... <laughs> I pointed out that our version of the show, because we were watching on the network, don't sue us, the yeah. fucking overscan is there, so the graphics don't fully fit the screen. <laughs> Yeah, we noticed that when we were watching Raw. With but like, I'm going to retroactively like, say it's probably for both shows. Oh my god, we're probably going to watch like the next SmackDown and see the same thing. Oh yeah, that's going to just be a thing all year. It made it look like just bad cropping. Yes. 
We cut to uh, Ric Flair and his uh, Flasher trench coat meeting up with uh, Arn Anderson. Oh, yeah, local pervert Ric Flair comes in to local talk to Arn Anderson, who just recaps the show again. He just recaps the show after the show got recapped, because, like, he has to fill in Flair for what happened. But at the same time, we know. We're watching. <laughs> We're watching. Uh, in continuing my confusion at the alignments, Ric Flair supports The Rock... Yes. Which is like, why wouldn't he support, like, the WCW guy, Booker T? I know the invasion's over. But wrestling, I don't... (laughs) You'd think wrestling loyalty would be, like, Ric Flair would support Booker T, and, I don't know, Mr. McMahon just hates everybody. (laughs) So, Ric Flair comes out and sounds slightly drunk. (laughs) Yes, I put down, does Ric Flair have a lisp, or is he drunk? He has a little bit of a lisp, but also I think he's drunk. He was so red. Like, if you compare him on SmackDown to him on Raw, he's so much redder here. Yeah. Anyway, he suggests... He suggests you to get kicked in the balls to become a man. (laughs) I put down Ric Flair talking about learning to bleed is absolutely hilarious. Because he's like going like, you gotta learn to fight! You gotta learn to sweat! Y'all are to bleed, and it's like somebody who knows all about learning to bleed, of course. So Stephanie runs into the crowd because the gay man won't let her in, even though I assume there's other ways to get in, like purchasing a ticket or some shit. Anyway, she runs in during Flair's promo and says, you know, to she she sort of like parents to be the man, you gotta beat the man, and she's the man now, so she's Becky Lynch. Anyway, <laughs> This works up Ric Flair, who throws his jacket off and starts elbow drawing nothing. Like he you think he would elbow drop his like trench coat that he just threw off, but no, he's just just elbow dropping the ring and he's like spasming and running around. (laughs) While Stephanie's trying to cut this promo. And Stephanie's trying to like finish her promo, but like she's clearly distracted by Ric Flair just being a weirdo. To the point that I think I put down, Ric Flair is actually drunk. <laughs> I wrote, I think Ric Flair has ADD. <laughs> <laughs> well, very different answers for the same question of what is Ric Flair doing? <laughs> yes. I don't know if this devolved into anything or if they just ended the I segment. I feel like the segment just kind of comes to a stop because I because don't have anything after, JVC like, Gigatube. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. A commercial J- for JVC v- Gigatube. <laughs> Yeah, JVC, which has gone out of business. I actually think I looked it up. Absolutely. They're an electronic store, and good luck having an electronic store around Apple these days. Uh, did they did they talk about Triple H's return here? Because I know um, I got they were hyping it. up Triple H's return all fucking night because he was coming back for Raw next week. Because I have here on my two thousands alert live with Regis and Kelly. Oh yeah, he was on. He was on Regis and Kelly. <laughs> Which is amazing. <laughs> but yeah, they were hyping I, it up all night, even though I think they said he was coming back in a month, and then he came yeah. back the next week. I don't know if they meant to do that, or if he's just cutting a promo when he came back. Anyway, Tajiri versus Test. Tori yeah, Wilson I no actual notes of any oddities of this match. This just kind of was a match, but it was good. Here's the thing, Tajiri's good. Tajiri's good. And he made Test look good. Because Test fucking worked, man. That was that was a Test good fucking, fucking match. And then he murdered Tajiri with a big boot. Then he murdered Tajiri with a big boot. And gets the win, but it was good. 
it was a good match. It was a good solid match. There was a lot of just like him selling well. Him doing all sorts like Tajiri doing all sorts of like sneaky shit to get away from Tess because Tess is a bigger dude. Yeah, and Tess was gonna fuck him up. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was good. You know, that could have also been Tess's gimmick. He he what he could he could have fucked Tajiri as well. He does It's immunity. Immune, <laughs> he has immunity. Immunity from civil suits as well. Anyway. Yeah. That was kind of short but good. Uh, we cut to backstage where Vince is talking to Bossman and Booker T about the fact that Booker T has to face The Rock tonight as a number one contendership title for the title. Yes. Yeah, they're Book- number one contendership for the undisputed title. Yes. Sorry, I keep forgetting that Jericho's the champion, but so did the show. Anyway. <laughs> so did the WWF, to be honest. Yeah. Jericho deserved better. <laughs> I think the only note I have beyond just Big Ball Man is, uh... Oh, yeah, Booker T wants who to get over. Oh, fuck, I forgot about the Booker T. He's like, you know how how Stone Cold says, what? I want to get who over. I want want people chanting, who? 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 (laughs) I guess Booker T's a big Jim Neidhart fan. Yeah, I kind of want... I I would go with a why chant, Booker T. You should try why. (laughs) Why? 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 So, uh, Rock promo. Rock promo. Rock goes to bully Jonathan Coachman about Barry Manilow, and Rock apparently listens to Mystical. And Destiny's Child. Both on the 2000s alert, of course. Then he talks about how the Rock fell out of a vagina, and everyone just talked about his penis. Like, he talks, like, he talks about how like, the doctor was going to like, spank the baby. You know, which is what you do for, like... Isn't it to, like, get something out of their throat? Um, it's to check their breathing and also their check reactiveness. Their yeah. <laughs> just, like, just like the baby rock goes, like, Whoa, whoa, Jock, don't, don't smack my ass. And I just imagine this doctor is very freaked out. <laughs> he just pulls out a fully grown rock. <laughs> ah! <laughs> or, or, I don't know. And then he just, like, like the rock turned to the nurses, ladies! That's not the umbilical cord. So that's it's like a strudel. That's the people's strudel. So they're just a bunch of adult nurses are just looking at this at this baby's dick. Yeah. So everyone in that room became a pedophile. Also, they're implying that the Rock had a huge dick, even as a baby. Yeah, because so it wasn't like, his umbilical cord. That was his penis. Which is like, how big is it? <laughs> did you? Did. This is implying that that is the it Rock's is mother, it just very long but very narrow, so it's kind of like a big noodle. <laughs> that's, well, that's one thing, but it's like, is it implying that when the Rock was born, that his mother birthed a, like a like I assume a baby sized baby, but with like an adult sized dick? I don't know, but Rock does promise one thing: you will not see his penis tonight. <laughs> 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 He starts saying, oh, the people won't see... I think it was, like, at the Royal Rumble. Uh, like, uh, Yeah, he was promising at the Royal Rumble that you won't see, like, a bunch of shit. But I just remember, you won't see Rock's strudel. Or the Rock's baby bottom. Yeah, but, it's like, you won't see the Rock's baby bottom, and you won't see the people's strudel. So he promises that no one will see his pants. So, cool. <laughs> Which is a promise you should make every day. I feel like I feel like well the rocks never had nudes leaks so we have so we have not seen the people strudel we have not so hey he has kept to his promise 18 years later 
Anyway, Woo. Booker T versus The Rock starts. Rock makes his entrance. Booker T makes his entrance. Booker T looking at his nameplate, and I think this is where I started the the running joke of whenever they posted a website on the nameplate, I would look it up. Oh, yeah. We, we started checking the URLs because every wrestler has their own URL. And I kind of imagine it took him to like it took you to like a mini site. We have to like way back machine that at some point. Yeah. But now they just either we we keep track of if they redirect to nothing or WWE.com. TheRock.com redirects to WWE.com, so it is yes. safe to go to TheRock.com. I don't know if Booker T had a website yet. No. Anyway, the match was pretty short because Vince McMahon runs in. And then Ric Flair runs in, and then they give each other really bad worked punches. Yeah. I think also Big Boss Man comes in. Big Boss Man with his weak punches also comes in. I also have the note of a bookend and tender touch. Me too. Because Because I think Boss Man came in to help, like, wait, no. Yeah, Boss Man came in to help Booker T, who was trying to style on the rock and hit his finishing move so he you know he was doing his bookend but all big boss man did was just touch rock's head and push him over like booker t lifted him entirely on him on his own oh i have i had a note i forgot about uh the question of does a barehanded chop hurt more Oh yeah, the, I think someone took their gloves off and started yeah, chopping. Yeah, took, uh, took like one of his gloves off to do a barehanded chop, and I guess the question is like, does that really hurt like the opponent? I more? don't know. Like when you when you wear gloves in the work in when the workplace, it's usually to stop yourself from getting cuts. Yeah, and they, and you think about it like with boxing, like in boxing, the gloves aren't designed to protect your opponent. They're designed to, like, not fuck up your hand from all the punching you're doing. Actually, it does kind of... It, it kind of half protects the opponent and half doesn't because it sort of turns the damage into, like, blunt damage. But at the same time, it stops their knuckles from cutting their other guy's face. Because yeah. back in the day, what would happen would be... Well, actually, like, really, really back in the day, all the boxers just bled a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, we saw those pictures. <laughs> yeah, we saw those fucking pictures. But like later, later when doctor stoppages were a thing, I am one of the boxing strategies was punch them over their eyebrow, and then let the blood go into their eyes, and then ref stoppage. So they started wearing gloves to prevent that. Okay, I do have a, I do have another thing I remembered from this match because. It was a like a moment where like I think Rock hits the rock bottom or something. He hits a move and then he starts crawling to Booker T to do the pin. And I thought, okay, Booker T's gonna kick out, but instead, Mister McMahon like pulled like Rock's leg to stop the pin. I was like, so is it just a thing that Booker T can't kick out of a uh, can't kick out of a uh, like a move if you crawl to him? We'll figure like, that out later. There? Cause that was because that was like the WrestleMania. What was it? Twenty nineteen. Also, 19. anyway, when all hope is gone, glass breaks. Stone Cold is back from local medical facility, and pretty much just chases the chickens out of the ring. Yeah, I remember the ring. The ringkeeper would like call for the DQ so many times. I was like, ding, 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 ding. Oh yeah, the like, fucking oh yeah, God. the timekeeper. Oh. Timekeeper would not stop ringing for the DQ. It's like, yeah, we get it. 
But uh, that ended. Uh, that ended raw. SmackDown. Or SmackDown. That ended SmackDown. Oh, we gotta cancel the. We gotta cancel the show. All right. Good night, everyone. Oh my God, no. No. <laughs> anyway, that was SmackDown. It was pretty good. Not a lot of matches yeah. though. Weirdly, I keep forgetting that everything was two hours back then, and I could actually yeah. have the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everything was two hours, so there were there was a smaller amount of matches, but they also still didn't have a lot of time either. Anyway, Monday Night Raw starts off a few days later with the entire set fucking exploding. I also have fucking explosions. Just yes. Here on my notes. It is so like Jesus Christ. And Raw promo standard Vince McMahon comes out holding a gift box now. I think it was like a blue gift box with like a... <laughs> I put the note, Vince bought someone a Chris Jericho shirt. <laughs> I also have the note because it was like, I think they did like the splash for like the tag match later on in the night of Booker T is confused by his hands. Yes. Because <laughs> he always looked at his hands. So he just takes the microphone and talks about how much Ric Flair stinks. He, he's stinky, stinky man. It's not like Ric Flair. It is not like Ric Flair. He stinks. And then we cut to. But he Ric talks Flair about montage. like the the career of Ric Flair, and wants to show like a tribute video to Ric Flair. And then we cut to the only thing we laughed about for the rest of the night, pretty much, <laughs> a montage of Ric Flair. A Rick a montage of Ric Flair with like the background music for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three. <laughs> I, call, and, I put it on my notes as the buttest butt rock. Some kind of like Blink-182 instrumental over like Ric Very, Flair's victories and career. I was going to say Good Charlotte, but Blink-182 works as well. It's basically the same thing. It's like, it was like that riff all the time. And it was so bad. And, like, every time Ric Flair came out, we would just start doing that stupid fucking song. <laughs> because it's like, why does this need to... Why, why this piece of production music? Ric Flair's theme is Also, Sprock Zarathustra is public domain. <laughs> you can use it whenever you want. You can use it for when Ric Flair isn't here, just to fuck with people. Yeah. But it's, it's like... So Vince opens his present and reveals that he has a wig and Ric Flair's robes. And he puts them... He puts them on and pretends he's Ric Flair until Ric Flair comes out and he's less drunk than previously. It was just, it was basically that for like a good like ten minutes. So just, anytime they could, we could fit that that riff in. Yeah, fucking stupid bullshit. Jesus Christ! I... We get uh, Ric Flair yelling at Ric Flair as I put it on my note. Take my fucking robe off! Woo! Yeah, he's yelling at Vince to take his robe off and stop disrespecting him. So he takes off the wig, and then I think he hits him with a pipe. He hits Ric Flair with a pipe. And the funniest fucking thing was, as soon as Ric Flair hits the ground, the camera still has him in frame, and you could just see Flair just immediately, like, reach in his sleeve and go, cut my head open, cut my fucking head open. 
<laughs> and he is bleeding like within five seconds. He, he bleeds in like five fucking seconds. <laughs> it is so fast that like holy shit, he is covered in red. It's like Ric Flair just goes to the bathroom and is like, oh I got a blade for this one. This is this is rough. <laughs> I, I, it's just so bad. And then the beatdown continues, and there's so much blood just and then they cut to a replay of like Vince beating down fucking Flair, and, you get, and they get another angle of him just like, I'm gonna cut my fucking head open. Yeah! <laughs> I've never seen a guy so excited to blade in my entire life. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I get to cut my head. Yeah. I know it's the first Raw of the new year, but this is not a major, like, event where you need to cut yourself, Rick. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I think this ends in, like, a security breakup, right? Oh, yeah, this, I think the security breakup or, like, the referee squad comes down or some shit. Either, either the referee squad, security breakup, or it might have been, like, the two teams in the tag match. I could be wrong on that one. Anyway, Rob Van Dam versus Test is next. Fairly, fairly, you know. I think there was match. another slam of the week with um, Final Fantasy X. Final Fantasy X. And that's why I didn't make a note about it, because, yeah. <laughs> because, eh, whatever. I th- RVD it might has a big yeah. black eye. <laughs> I don't remember if he got that, like, Smackdown or just something happened. <laughs> I don't remember the black eye. Yeah, he had a wicked fucking shiner. Ugh. This match, I think, was actually like this was just a. Lawler agrees match. with uh, but Lawler agrees with Jericho. By the way, Test is looking super fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> Lawler wants some of that testicles. Did <laughs> we put that down as a ding in the Lawler first? No. Yeah, I'm sure. Got so many. Anyway, Lawler the first. match was also pretty good. Test like fucks up a spot where like. I think Rob Van Dam's going for the five-star frog splash, and then he, like, sh- kind of, like, tries to shove Tim White's legs with his legs. So he'd, yeah, like, he bounce into the ropes and knock Flair and knock Rob Van Dam down. But he kind of missed, so it just looked like Tim White just kind of fell <laughs> into Tim the ropes. Kind of yeah. <laughs> so I wrote down. And I, I think Tess bumped White at some point. Yeah. This brings up. Another Tess of my little Tess just, I was going to say, Tess decides just fuck it and just goes to get a chair. Yeah. At some point he shoves White because I, I have on my notes, this wasn't like the finish, but it was like, referees when slightly agitated will just resort to fast counting. Yeah. Because I swear to God, as soon as like, like White sho- or Tess shoves White, he gets rolled up and then White just starts like, one, two. It's like, oh my God, don't. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Anyway, like, um, Tess just says fuck it and grabs a chair from the outside, comes in to hit Rob Van Dam with it, and really natural Van Daminator, like, he just kicks the chair yeah. into Tess's fucking face instead of, like, the normal thing where it's like, hey, have a chair, Van Daminator. Like, <laughs> it's like, they brought it. They brought me a chair, I can fucking spin kick him with it. Yeah, I, I don't know, I, fuck, I liked this match, weirdly. Oh, yeah, this was a good match. It was short though, but fun. It was short, but it's not the that's not the worst criticism we can give it. There's a shorter match that we have to talk about later. 
I just wrote, Coachman is here suffering from depression. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, think I, I didn't have much to say on this angle because it's like, it's like a Kurt Angle. It turns into a Kurt Angle interview, basically, or yes. a promo. But at like I almost fought, and this is on my notes, I almost fought Kurt Angle just kind of wandered into the backstage area. Like, no. fucking, Oh, yeah, uh, he just yeah, he kind of looked like um, when fucking Hawk accidentally walked into a promo. Yeah. <laughs> Except Kurt Angle just noticed coachman in the background and just walked up to him he's kind of like holding his hands up like what the fuck like what is this shit like and then he just walks up to coachman and kept the problem like oh okay he was supposed to be here yeah (laughs) anyway kurt angle's great kurt angle's great (laughs) kurt angle great but pretty much uh you know they just talk for a bit because i think kurt angle is just salty about triple h coming back yeah and we cut to I, WWF New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with Tris Stratus. With Tris Stratus in her shitty cowboy hat. <laughs> oh, to be fair, she doesn't look too bad as a cowgirl. She's from Canada. Except for the part where she's from Canada. <laughs> she's from Canada. Why is she a cowgirl? <laughs> it is a great question. Why is she a cowgirl? Why is WWE New York there? <laughs> WF New York, wasn't that like their restaurant? Anyway, she starts talking to the crowd and going like, hey, I'm so hot. And then I'm like Jerry Lawler's... Ge- oh yeah, she's the women's champion. Jerry Lawler's being Jerry Lawler. And Tori Wilson shows up. I th- Wasn't she uh, at I the... Think it was, actually, I think it was Terry. Oh, it was Terry. I'm sorry. Yes. I, I fucked up. I got my T and I got my T ending <laughs> with a, an I. a Terry, a Tori, and a Tori, so... Yeah, <laughs> Anyway, she just talks shit about. She talks shit about uh, Tristratus, and they decide to settle it with a wet T-shirt contest. <laughs> oh, we will get to that. The one, the one thing that we hated and, on these two shows, I think. And just when things are about to get sexy, they get even sexier because Billy and Chuck are there <laughs> for a wet penis contest. <laughs> Oh my god, I forgot about it. I think I wrote down, Billy Gunn doesn't have titties. Oh yeah, because I think Billy and Chuck, like, interrupted and wanted, like, they wanted in on the wet t-shirt contest. They but I'm like, wanted in on the wet t-shirt contest. They wanted it to be a Billy and Chuck wet t-shirt contest. But here's the thing, they don't got titties, so I just called it a wet penis contest. And then they decide to start banging it, banging it, banging it, banging it. Oh, wait. No, that's we, not Billy and Chuck. It was what I thought was too cool until they came out. It's Scotty Too Hotty and Albert. Remember Albert, the hip-hop hippo? The hip-hop hippo. This is a, This was when he was wearing a shirt to cover up his... um Horribly hairy body. That horrible hairy bag that he had. Fucking hairy fucking back, man. I, I remember that. Back when he was A-Train. I think they changed him to A Train later. <laughs> they may have changed him. Well, he was Albert for a long time. Or he was Prince Albert, then he was Albert, then he was A Train, then he was gone, then he was Giant Bernard, then he was Tensai. Yes. <laughs> and now he's like Jason Albert. I think they just call him Matt Bloom now. Or yeah, now he's Matt Bloom? Cool. Yeah. Anyway, oh. um, gay jokes. I've, I counted gay three jokes. various yeah, gay, three jokes. gay jokes. Um, I, I think this was back when Al- they weren't. I, I think it was back when they were like implied to be gay, but weren't doing gay shit yet. 
Yeah, they weren't turning up the homoeroticism just but yet. But everyone was making homophobic jokes about them. I have the notes on here. Albert has Rico pants. Oh, yeah. Albert had, like, these kind of shiny leopard print pants. But, they like... But it was like, what was I... I was thinking, like, who do they remind me of? I was like, oh, yeah, Rico, kind of. And I think this match is a good example of how why it's important to kind of commit to a gimmick. Remember weird blonde Chuck Palumbo? Chuck Palumbo is, like, the example of when you're not committed to a gimmick... Like, he's just going for the motions and does not look like he fits a Billy Gunn mold. No. Like, the, the blonde hair looks like noodles, as you pointed out. He, it looks like fucking, like... And his build. Beef, beef, top ramen noodles. <laughs> yeah. His build absolutely doesn't fit with what Billy Gunn's going with. He just looks... Especially in the face area, it just looks awkward. But also, on the I other think, side... Also, him, I think Billy Gunn dyed his blonde hair to be more blonde. Yeah, I Chuck Chuck is a brunette who dyes blonde, so it doesn't look good. I like I, I, I want bleach I want blonde. bleach blonde to die <laughs> in wrestling. I, just, needs I want it to die. Like I think Dolph Ziggler eventually stopped doing that. He he, he goes back and forth between dyeing his hair and not dyeing his hair. He kinda has this thing where like it's half brown with like dyed at the ends because it grew yeah. out. Anyway, Chris Jericho cuts a promo about... Actually, what was the ending of this match? I feel like it had to be that Billy and Chuck win, because I feel like they're pushing them. I, I, I felt like it didn't matter, because I didn't write down the finish. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't usually write down the finishes, but I can at least kind of remember just off, like... I have at least vaguely a good idea of who won. Anyway, Chris I... Jericho cuts a promo about fighting Rikishi, and, prom yes. and says that Rikishi's mega dump truck booty butt... Will be nowhere near his visage. His he does like all this poetic language because he's the undisputed champion and it's great. Yes, he's really bringing out like the five dollar words. <laughs> I thought it was funny though. Oh yeah. Anyway, we cut from that to the raw promo small fence. <laughs> yes, with Where, Michael Cole talks uh... to Stone Cold B Boy Michael Cole. I, I put down on my uh, notes here as the title of this segment, Steve Austin yells at B44 Michael Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking B. Uh, Go. Michael Cole's going to make you come tonight. Over to over, his house. Over to his house. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if, 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 if you don't know what I am talking about, folks, look up the band B44, where it's like B and then... The like the letter the number four dash number four. So Stone Cold turns his what chance into just telling people the definition of things over and over again, and he turns like a thirty second promo into like a two minute and thirty second promo. What chance were like a boon for him because he could now just write less material down. Yeah, he could write less material, but his promos are longer because he. He talks about going to the Royal Rumble and being in the Royal Rumble and throwing another person or throwing other people over the top rope. And he says another 29 fucking times in a row. 
he just keeps going and another and another and the crowds are like what and another what and another what it's like Holy and shit. and and just michael cole just feels like he's in hell for <laughs> and then once you think that's over he talks about how he's then he's gonna go after two some bitches two some bitches two some bitches two some bitches and it's I'm just like, like I'm having a stroke. <laughs> like, he could have done that for like the rest of the night. The crowd. I, I made the joke that people. that that's just the rest of Raw. <laughs> just going and another or two some bitches. Another two some bitches. <laughs> another some bitch lagger. Anyway, yeah, he's gonna be in the fucking rumble, and then we he have a seizure. Know. And then, oh yeah, and then Edge gives us a seizure. Oh my god. Like, I thought that was a metal ingus thing, where it's like, you know, you think you know me. Dun, 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 dun. No, but no, he always gives you a seizure. He always gives you a seizure, and then he dry humps the ring. Yes. <laughs> I figured, oh yeah, I got my notes. Edge wears sunglasses because his entrance is fucking blinding. <laughs> Edge comes out one day without his sunglasses and he's just a fucking foaming at the mouth on the fucking ramp. <laughs> you know, he's just humping the stage involuntarily this time. Yes. <laughs> and he's coming out against Lance Storm. I don't know if this was a title match. <laughs> this was for the Intercontinental title. Jesus I didn't know Christ. if it was either until I looked it up on like Pro Wrestling Wiki afterwards. Anyway, I have only, like, it was very te- it was very technical, but it was only two minutes because I think, if I remember right, William Regal just gets tired of Edge's shit and beats the shit out of him. <laughs> I think Edge hits like the execution, and then yeah, Regal comes out. I have the note here of Lance Storm does the virgin stride because I was reminded of like, oh yeah, like fucking I mean, Lance Storm just really hurried hurriedly walked to the ramp because I thought of like the virgin walk meme, but then I was like, and its counterpart the Chad stride, and I was like, this is like the virgin stride. Lance Storm walks like he has to shit. I don't know how else to describe like that kind of look. If I run, my asshole will open. But if I yes. walk fast with my legs together, maybe I can make it to the bathroom. <laughs> That's <Yes>. his walk. <laughs> I also have the note of William Regal looking like he smelled the worst fart. Is oh, yeah. William thing. Regal's got that fucking sneer. He always has that sneer. He's just like... <laughs> it's wonderful. Angle goes to talk to Christian about how much he hates Triple H. And how Triple H listens to you 2 or something. And then Jump Scare Booker T. <laughs> jump Scare Booker T. What was it that Jump Scared you? I think it was His like... theme. Oh, yeah, he went, take it, take it, suck your eyes. Yeah, because, like, like it, the promo, the, the segment wasn't over yet, and then it just suddenly hit with the, can you take it, sucker? And I'm like, oh, fuck. As my notes say, can you suck dick? Yes. <laughs> you can. Yeah, we, got, we cut to... Booker T, you can. Booker T and the boss man. Can you suck cock? <laughs> Booker T and the boss man. Not big. This is where we realized he wasn't big. I want to find that fucking can you suck dick thing so I can just play it on the str- on the fucking show for a that'll, second. That'll be on our that'll be our next fucking intro. Uh, the Rocket Steve Austin versus Booker T and Boss Man, which is where we started noticing that Boss Man isn't big anymore. Yeah, he's just Boss Man on the fucking, um, 
on the fucking he thing. Me on, like, on the nameplates and shit. It's like, we're like, why is he big? <laughs> why isn't he big? I don't I know. I've known this match better flying clothesline, which I think is like a follow-up to the fact that like, Booker T did a really wonky flying clothesline during like, um, during like his match with The Rock on SmackDown. And also that Booker T does a weird chicken walk. I don't remember that. Do you? Oh, I found it. Oh, cool. Anyway, Book T comes out. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I don't know if it has the suck cock part. Let me see. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> we gotta have that on the ready. Anyway... Yeah. <laughs> okay, one more time. Can you suck dick? Okay, I'm. <laughs> I played it on the YouTube. <laughs> oh, okay, I thought you were gonna play it again on the thing. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, Poker T's weird chicken walk. Do you remember this part? No, I, I don't. Put that on my notes for some reason. I don't. I also, have, I also have the note. No one wants to see Jerry Lawler's penis. I also have nobody wants to see your penis, Lawler. Because he kept, because he is just fucking chattering about this fucking wet t-shirt contest coming up. Doesn't he have like a super soaker? Oh yeah, like he has a super thing? soaker now. And he said he filled it with ice water so he can get their nipples hard. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> we are not even near the wet t-shirt contest yet, but every time like Jerry Lawler talks about it, I feel I feel dread. Anyway. If I recall, the match was kind of awkward and Big Boss Man is kind of in a bad way. Big Boss Man shouldn't have been wrestling in Booker 2002. T, Booker T hits, I mean, like, I think Stone Cold or The Rock hits Big Boss Man. He just spits out half a gallon of water. Something like that. <laughs> and then The Rock hits the Spine Buster and JR just goes, A spine on the pine! What does that mean? <laughs> yes. What is that? <laughs> I have never heard that expression in my life. I feel like he was just winging it. I I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know either. That's that's my problem. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the faces won this match, right? Like yeah, the they, pi they like pissed off Earl Hebner, and then you know the finishers. Stone Cold wins, and then two men. Spend the next few minutes drinking beer inefficiently. <laughs> yes. I had the question of what what's in a Steve Weiser? <laughs> what is it? Is it just a Budweiser with the can like slightly remodeled or is it like Anyway, you look fly today. You look fly today. As we got Rikishi as and Baller, Jericho. As Launder ponders what it, what is it like to be inside Rikishi's ass? <laughs> uh WF Y2J.com does not redirect to WB.com. I guess he cut ties when they went to AEW. <laughs> Most likely. Uh, this was mostly, you know, the, a solid match of, I think it was mostly Jericho avoiding the spine, but, or the, the spine buster, the, uh, the stink face. 
Yes, uh, I think they removed the padding on the barricade at some point, and I got shocked because there's padding on the fucking barricade. I didn't know that. You just think it's just a giant foam thing, but then it's like, thinking on it, yeah, it makes sense that that it's like a metal barricade with padding on it. Otherwise, it wouldn't probably be able to barricade shit. So half the commentary is just them talking about how they do not want Rikishi's big, sweaty, fat ass in their face. And trying not to look at Rikishi's big fat ass, <laughs> which we did. Oh yeah, I think I put that down somewhere on um. Oh that. Oh wait, no, you put it on your nose. Trying not to look at Rikishi's ass because it was like, at some point. And I, then they make a statement about how Donald Trump wants to build a hotel in Rikishi's ass, <laughs> and they, <laughs> and he wants to live in Rikishi's ass. <laughs> And it was like, what is this? (laughs) What is going on? I think I was the one trying not to look at Rikishi's ass because it's like, it's almost like a personal challenge to myself. Can I get through a Rikishi match without staring at his ass? Anyway, there's a spot where pretty much Jericho, like, pulls down referee Nick Patrick while fucking Rikishi's getting ready to stink face him and just Nick Patrick just eats all that ass. (laughs) I put down the note, Nick Patrick better have gotten the good tights. <laughs> you get the good tights, brother. You get the good tights, brother. <laughs> be, be, not, be nice, Rikishi, and you get the good tights. <laughs> and Jericho gets a win. It's kind of a cheap win, but, you know, champion. Champion. Champion, yeah. I just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it was a good... Uh, oh, solid and then match. they cut to the back where Big Show's wearing, like, a t-shirt, like a weird shirt like in khakis and i just wrote he looks like the manager at a blockbuster <laughs> right it's like i he's think with, it's like kurt angles talking to like big show and tajiri and bucket hat tajiri oh yeah tajiri with his weird like weedest hat <laughs> he, had, he had a bucket hat <laughs> it's fuck you got the music in me <laughs> don't don't let go I got you in, Tarantula. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're going to buzzsaw kick Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Maybe you've been buzzsaw kicked, too. <laughs> ah, late 90s humor. We anyway, got because Tori's on screen, Jerry Lawler, please stop. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I think we cut to another backstage segment out of this. Or we it, cut it, to commercial and then we, come back. we cut to commercial, we come back, and it's Spike Dudley is really mad at the Dudleys, and Bubba tells Taz that he's going to, that Taz should go strangle his mother. Yeah, that was the weird part where it's like, you gotta go choke your mother or something? It's like, what are you talking about, Bubba? And then someone says to make sure to bring their ass. <laughs> Or it's like, oh, yeah. it's like, make sure you bring your ass to the Royal Rumble. But I just wrote, make sure to bring your ass. <laughs> and then we, and we got, got that Taz and that Spike thing. Dudley versus the Dudley Boys with more fucking pyro. Yes, I also put, there's so much pyro. It's just so much explosions. Like, I'm, I remember when we watched, like, an old Raw that, like, NL riffed on where, like... At some point, like the like the arena started getting really foggy, and it was oh like, yeah, there was so much pyro that like there was a fucking haze in the yeah, ring. Yeah, there was a haze at like the rest of the show. Anyway, it starts out as like a fucking like a complete fuck fest. There's brawling, 
Once again, Taz just isn't taking any bumps. I don't know if there was a stop sign in this match. Oh, yeah, there was, because I just wrote STOP in all caps. There's also (laughs) a fire extinguisher spot and a what's up headbutt. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, this was where they fought over, like, who gets to go through this table. Yes, that was where we got kind of confused for a Oh, my God. I'm looking at my notes, and I didn't realize this. Both fucking versions of this match on SmackDown and Raw had a Stacy takes off her skirt fucking spot. Because this one has one, too. Oh! That's why I thought this was a, that was a raw spot. In it's in both. <laughs> okay, yeah, that would explain it. <laughs> yeah, she does like the Maria Canellas shaking her ass thing. So, yeah, yeah like, and then like a... it's a distra- they distract fucking like Bull- Bubba Ray. I said Bully Ray almost. And yeah, Spike and Taz, Bubba. Spike and Taz get the win. Because like I remember we were watching this match, and at some point we started thinking it was a tables match. Because, like, they keep doing spots of, like, people almost going through the table. And we and at some point it was like, oh, this is a tables match. Right? I was like, wait, no, this is just a regular it's hardcore match. It's just a regular match. match. Why, are they, why are they so obsessed with this table? Bump? Why do they keep moving the table out of the way? <laughs> like, I guess it makes sense that it's supposed to sell how a table is like. This is weird when you think about it. Tables nowadays in hardcore matches don't really have, like, the same effect. Well, like, like, being put through a table back in the day was like a times two damage multiplier. But it seems like nowadays you need to go through a table so you don't fucking bounce your head off the concrete like Matt Hardy did. You need to you need to go through, like, four or five tables. <laughs> that's, that's, your fucking, that's your fucking crash pad, the tables. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, so, like, I guess it makes sense nowadays, like, they're trying to sell, like, or in, like, 2002, they're trying to sell, like, going for the table is death. Yeah. Because, like, we weren't, like, going for, like... Oh, yeah, it was a spot where, like, Stacy shows her ass, and, like, Taz starts looking at her ass, and goes, yeah, ass, yeah, and then Jerry Lawler's also like, ass, 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 and then, you know, distraction, but, like, they win anyway. (laughs) I think it was also Bubba got distracted too. Yeah. Was like, oh yeah, Bubba was also like ass, ass. I did like the spot of like you know they were about to throw Spike through the table, but then like Taz moved the table. That was yeah. kind of cool. But uh, I think it was like Bubba goes through the table or Devon goes through the table, one of the two, and they get the they get the win Taz anyway and uh, the they are the tag champs and then we go to commercial where it is a wild west village with a wrestling ring in the middle with whisperings of if you build it they will come and then the saloon doors open on one side of town and it's sumo wrestlers and then another set of saloon door opens on the other side of town, and it's midgets. And they fucking charge the ring. <laughs> and it's sumo wrestlers and midgets in the ring. And we were so fucking excited. And then the Royal Rumble logo came up. And we were just like, I want sumo wrestlers versus midgets. I want that match. I want that match. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fucking match I would see. Also, um, WWF or RoyalRumble.com does redirect. Yeah. Under- it redirects to specifically like the Royal Rumble section of WWE.com, which makes sense. God, what is with my fucking notes? 
Undertaker reveals he's a Ware Durst. Every Monday and Thursday, he partially turns into Fred Durst. <laughs> also, he talks about Triple H. <laughs> I don't even have that one listed on there because I think I got... Oh, yeah, I got wet t-shirt contest coming up now. I wrote the note, fuck my life. <laughs> 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 he, <laughs> so our Lawler thirst count, because I'm pretty sure this is like the last time we see some women for the rest of the show, is 33 thirsty, lewd, or disrespectful comments towards women. <laughs> like, it, and that, like, during the wet t-shirt contest, I think we were like double, like, a we almost, we almost doubled the count a couple times. Yeah, because we were because we were so like that's that's worth like two in its own just this comment. Anyway, what which comment? Like I don't remember any exact comments. I didn't write any of them down because anyway, like, he he sprays down he sprays down uh, Terry right Terry. Uh he sprays down Terry first. Yes. Yes, he sprays down Terry and her nipples are hard and they're playing like really shitty music over it. They're, they're playing their cheapo uh, porno fucking, music porno music that Jim Johnston like recorded in his sleep. He recorded that during the same sleep where he also made the uh, Ric Flair highlight package music, of course. Yes. <laughs> and then, like, after she gets sprayed down with water, then fucking uh, Trish Stratus is next. She flashes open her top to reveal, he's like, pumping, her... He's pumping the, the super soaker. He's pumping the super soaker. She flashes her, like, pink top. And then Jazz just runs in and just says, no more titties. <laughs> and saves the fucking night. And saves the fucking night. Thank God for Jazz. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Jazz. Thank you, Jazz. Just... Uh, Lawler's like... very downsodden about the fact that Jazz just beat the shit out of Trish Stratus, but fuck it, I didn't want to see any more of that. Thank you so much. That and was... then we have our main event. Which is just Triple H returning. <laughs> so, yes. you know, fucking time to play the game hits. I think this is the first time he plays that. It like might the... be. And Triple H comes back and we started laughing our ass off because he looked like a refrigerator wearing a denim jacket. <laughs> he looks like a Lego man. He looks like a fucking Lego man. Like, I, I have on my notes, Triple H has a literal square body. His body was square. His muscles were, like, so big that it looked like he couldn't comfortably move. And he was wearing, like, three jackets on top of each other. Like, a denim jacket. Oh, wearing, like, the shirt, the, the, the shirt, jacket, the shirt a jacket, and then, like, another jacket. <laughs> and he was like, so... Go ahead. And he like he, he walked like a fucking he walked like a fucking action figure to the ring. <laughs> this entrance took so fucking long. It took like eight minutes. <laughs> oh my god! Like I don't even remember anything from the promo. I just remember this really long. And he got really entrance. wet. <laughs> and he got winded somehow. Oh yeah, walking. he got out of breath walking to the fucking ring. <laughs> my god, he was like. And then he grabs the mic and goes, You bet my ass! Or, You bet your ass I'm back! And I wrote, Bets my ass, he's back. <laughs> yes. And 
and then Kurt Angle comes out and they like I think they jaw at each other for a bit and then it's a fight. And then it's a fight. Triple H hits the, the pedigree. Goes. <laughs> the promo was shorter than the actual entrance. No, it was just a really long entrance, some sentences, and then Kurt Angle gets pedigreed, and that's how and we. That, end. And that, that's, that's raw. And that's raw. <laughs> That was Groovy leaving again. Yeah, yeah. don't worry about it. Uh, it doesn't make sound for me because I'm on streamer mode. Oh, cool. Yeah, so the, I could just do whatever I want and it won't make any weird noises. So I could just drop noises on the on the show. Can you <laughs> <laughs> I can just do that whenever the fuck I want. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, a, that's a dangerous power to have. <laughs> you can't hold me back. And... So for this first SmackDown Raw, I gotta say SmackDown beat Raw this week. If only because it didn't have a wet T-shirt contest. Like, I, like I, it's time for awards, and we gotta make up our awards on the fly because I don't remember all the awards. I, 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 I have them written somewhere. I just need to fucking relook them. I will say SmackDown does win best show. SmackDown does win best show. I've got the uh, the MVP of the of the week was Chris Jericho. MVP of the week was Chris Jericho because he carried a he carried those fucking matches like he did great. Some, and his backstage segments were also great. He did a, he did more wrestling than Kurt Angle, who was like in contention. If he had done another match, yeah, he only did one match. This would have been an argument to have, but uh, underrated wrestler was Test because underrated wrestler was Test because he. He did his job and he did it well, and both of the matches he had this week were pretty good. Like Tess is a wrestler who, I think, I think of like your assessment of Drew McIntyre when he first showed up in WWE. How you said Drew McIntyre is a guy who would be a world champion in another promotion. Yeah, that's Tess. By the way, around the time because you. I like how I said that he was a world. He would be a world champion in another promotion. Left became world champion then came back and is world champion and i'm like yeah there you go <laughs> well, how about that but that's like that's sort of the same story with tess it's like here's a guy who has all the makings of a world champion but not in the he wwe just, where they've got so many other options yeah and he just he 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 didn't have it yet but like he didn't have it he yeah. was still pretty good <laughs> he was still good his promos weren't bad or awkward either like he'd be Despite the fact the subject material was, come on, fuck me. Fuck me, I gave you a Jericho shirt. Fuck me, I gave you a Jericho shirt. But, like, he his delivery was fine. He he was a heel. He worked. He did good work. He killed Tajiri. It was good. He did good work uh, working with, um... Who did he wrestle on Raw again? Uh, uh, Rob Van Dam. He yeah. He worked with Rob he, he worked with RVD. And it was good. But so was him versus Tajiri. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, sign of the week went to Dan Hibiki, 316, of course. Yeah. Because who doesn't love Dan Hibiki? Hibiki, however you pronounce it. Who doesn't love Dan? Uh, my runner-up <laughs> is only funny because of, like, the spelling and everything. It was, yeah. happy birthday, Paige. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, like, P-A-I-G-E. And I know that wasn't, like, Brittany Knight's, like, name in any way at the time. It's, yeah, especially because she was probably five. <laughs> Probably fine, but I was just I was just endlessly amused by the fact that there was a happy birthday page sign in yes. 2002. Our yeah, our Lawler first count was 33. It's, yes, there was like another. I think it was like WFDivas.com or something. Yeah, I tried to look that up and it redirected to like my 
my fucking U block told me no. Oh yeah, your U block was just like, please don't. <laughs> so you had to leave. So yeah, it was like warning, don't go here. It's like okay. Uh, we didn't have like a, I didn't have a listed worst segment, but I think we can agree, wet t-shirt contest was the fucking the shit. I will, I will say the worst segment is the why segment. So yeah, the why that, that got our why of the week. Was why did we have a wet T-shirt contest? Like a match could have worked for the, for this. Like no, like they were have, they were legitimately angry at each other. It would have been valid. You could have had a like a short match because all the matches are short. Where like you know Trish almost gets the upper hand and then Jazz comes out. They draw like they call the EQ. <clears throat> then Jazz beats up Trish. Tori rolls out or Ter- Terry rolls out. Did we fuck that up a lot? <laughs> Yeah, we fucked that up a lot. I fucked it up for sure. I'm sorry. That is just a failure on my part to differentiate these two women. I feel like a dick. (laughs) Someone in the comments just point out how many times when we're supposed to say Terry, we say Tori. I'm sorry, okay? (laughs) It doesn't help that Terry... uh, Terry. God damn it. It doesn't help that Tori's also on the show at this time. Yeah. There's no brand split either. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, for for starting off 2002, this was like two good, solid shows with one bad segment between the both of them. Like, there was something bad on SmackDown. So we, I I am going to say for posterity that we are going to be keeping track of which show wins best show and our MVPs and underrated wrestlers to see who is the year's MVP and underrated wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be saving our notes pretty much every week and seeing how many got best of the week the most. That kind of shit. And if there's any runner-ups, we could probably keep note of that, too. But yes, it was good. I think SmackDown was better, though. SmackDown was better because it didn't have, like, the one glaringly bad segment, but... There wasn't enough wrestling for my for my preferences. Yeah. The matches could have gone a bit longer. It, it was sports entertainment. Just, it was it was fun in a stupid way. Good God, yeah. having Jerry Lawler on both shows is making me vomit. <laughs> uh, man, I cannot wait, though, until we can actually like bring this into full gear with the uh, Jerry Lawler-Taz first segments. That's anyway, do you, have any closing, do you have any closing notes? Uh, not really. I'd say this is just a good start to, the, to, a, to a year of wrestling that was, like, yeah, just, hey. Promising start. Hopefully this doesn't turn bad. I feel like this is going to get weird. Wrap <laughs> in. Anyway, that is our inaugural episode of Rest Boys. Thank you for somehow sitting through this like almost two-hour show. Thank you for tolerating our nonsense. Thank you for tolerating our nonsense. We're going to start, like, if we get any reaction at all, I will be legitimately impressed. And I'll probably open a Rassle Boys Twitter if we get a couple fans. 